This is Meg Tilton at the 8 Cow Life, episode number 35, Why You Need to Stop Making Money the Bad Guy. This is the 8 Cow Life, a place where LDS women, and really any woman, can come to learn how every aspect of their life is beautiful and has purpose. A place to help you realize how important you are, and that this place we call Earth just wouldn't be the same without you. So sit back and take a breather in that unfolded laundry, and let's chat for a moment about your amazing life. Welcome back to the podcast today, everybody. I hope you had a great weekend and you're ready to start an amazing week in your life. I am excited to be here and to be able to record this podcast for each of you. I just wanted to make sure that you each had listened to last week's episode where I interviewed the great Sarah Cook and talked a little bit about her book called The Parent's Guide to Raising CEO Kids. I do have an extra copy of that book that I am giving away. So the, I will do like a random drawing for it on April 5th. And so if you want to be entered in that drawing, please make sure that you're on my email list and you can get on that by going to the 8calife.com and signing up for that there. Okay, let's jump into why we need to stop making money the bad guy. So this podcast um, was kind of spurred on, I guess, by a lesson that I had a couple weeks ago in Relief Society. And the lesson was based off of a talk by President Dallin H. Oaks that was he gave in the October 2017 General Conference. And in his talk, and thus in our lesson, we focused on the proclamation to the family. That's what his uh, talk was focused on. And the teacher started off with this um, scenario, which I thought was really interesting. And the lesson didn't go in this direction, but it caused my mind to kind of go here. So in the lesson... The teacher was talking about a friend of hers whose husband recently took a new job that they were really hoping for because his pay would increase and that would significantly make things easier for them monetarily. But she went on to tell us about how her friend was actually really struggling with her husband's new job because he has to now leave early in the morning for work before the kids get up and he doesn't get home until around 7 p.m. when the kids are already in bed. And you could tell from the conversation that she and her friend had had that her friend was now questioning whether or not their want for more financial freedom was a good thing or if they should have just been happy with his previous job. Now, I started to really think about this and my brain started churning because I really wanted to kind of get to what the issue was here and if money was really the issue because she was making money the bad guy right? And what I concluded after all of my brain churning was that money was most definitely not, is not the problem in this situation. It's really the story that this girl is telling herself and she is just choosing to make money the bad guy because it's an easy target. And I think a lot of us do this in our life. If things are not going well and our monetary um, situation has changed for the better, I think it's so interesting how we then want to blame the money. I do this myself, right? And so I think we have to be really careful about this. And I wanted to take this girl's example and just kind of dig a little bit deeper in 
to the ways that she's making money, the bad guy, and then maybe look at some alternative ways she could think instead. And this might not directly apply to some of you, but I think the three things I'm going to talk about hopefully will really resonate with many of you, whatever situation you may find yourself in. So what I first thought was, is that this girl is equating that because her husband is working longer hours and things, some things have gotten difficult, that their desire for money was a bad thing. But I want you to look at it in this way, because I find this so fascinating. What if her husband was working three jobs just to make ends meet that kept him away from the home the same hours that his new current job is keeping him away? I think it's interesting because many people would praise this man for putting in so much effort and time to meet his family needs, and the wife would probably be grateful that he could provide for them. Now, the interesting thing is, is that in both scenarios, the hours worked didn't change, just the money he's making changed. But our brains want to think the struggle with lower wages is more admirable. I find that so interesting. And we want to have a life of ease and comfort. And so when things get hard, we start to look for something to blame. And in this case, she's blaming the desire for money. But I want um, her to maybe look at, if I could talk to her, this is what I would say. What if she were just to accept that sometimes life is going to be hard? In fact, it's supposed to be hard. And that's how we grow. And we can either go through the hard because we don't have enough money, or we can go through it because we do. And what can we learn from the hard? This is something that is so natural and so common in the human experience. And it's what our brain really goes after is that we're always seeking for pleasure. We want things to be easy. We want it to be happy. We want it to be fun. And when it's not easy and it's not happy and it's not fun, instead of just saying, yep, that's part of life, it's supposed to be hard, we start to find things that are causing that. And we want to blame things. And so we put ourselves into what we call a victim role. And this girl, in what the teacher said, I'm only taking this off of a very brief experience, but I really wanted to hammer into it because I think it's so common, is that she was feeling victimized in some way because her family's life had gotten a little bit harder with this new job. And so who is she blaming? She's blaming the want for more money. And I don't think that that is really the case. I think, yep, it's going to be hard and that's okay. It can be hard. Okay, so let's go on to the second thing. So this girl, I believe, is choosing to believe that because the schedule has changed and an extra burden has been placed on her family of not having her husband or the dad around, that the job must change to rectify this. She has children involved, so this is a major deal, right? But I have learned one thing after being a mom of five kiddos, and that is that kids are very flexible. We as the adults are the ones that believe rigidity is the best option. Now, I am not saying that schedules are bad, but schedules can and should change to meet family needs. I firmly believe that. For example, I try to be home as much as possible in the afternoon so that my two-year-old can take a nap and I can get some extra things done that I just can't get done when he's awake. 
But let's be honest, he's the fifth of five kids, and sometimes he gets his nap in the car while I'm running his older siblings everywhere. And guess what? He's a super easygoing kid. And I look at this situation with this girl, and I immediately thought, have the kids go to bed an hour later so they can see their dad, or have them get up an hour earlier so they can have family breakfast instead of dinner. I think a lot of times when we go into parenthood or we go into relationships or we go into a situation, we think that there is an ideal right way to do things. And really, I am not so sure that there always is an ideal right way to do most things. So I really think that in order to have an abundant and a prosperous life and a happy life, the most happy that we can, we have to be flexible. And so I would tell this girl that she needs to be careful to not think that because her husband's schedule has changed, that the extra money he's earning is the cause of their hardships. I honestly believe that this little family can have both dad time with dad and the extra money. The same is true, I believe, for each of us. We can have most of what we want in life if we are willing to look outside the box and change our thoughts about how we think it's supposed to happen and how it actually can happen. We have to be willing to let the ideal of how we think things should be go. A schedule or a routine change does not make money bad. It's our thoughts about the change and our unwillingness to change that are perhaps the mistakes here. And I totally believe that. There's a woman in my ward who all of her kids are raised and she frequently brings up that when her husband had a pretty crazy schedule where he was not home in the evenings, they would wake up and have their family time in the morning. So look around you. If something has changed and you're making more money and things have become hard, how can you really look at the situation and adapt to it and get all of the things that you need, but just maybe in a slightly unconventional way? And I think that's what makes life fun, right? That's what makes life exciting. That's what creates the memories and grows and bonds us together. And so... Don't make money the bad guy here. If you are finding yourself in a harder situation because your monetary needs have been met better, just really adapt to it. Third, this is the last one. She currently, I believe, thinks that the increase in the money in their life would make life easier and thus bring more happiness. And this is a really common false belief. But We all know intellectually that money does not bring happiness. And so when money increases, but happiness doesn't, we have to be really careful not to blame the money for the unhappiness. Most of us know this, like I said, on an intellectual level, that money doesn't make us happy, but I'm not so sure how many of us actually believe that until we reach a financial status where money doesn't become an issue anymore. We know of plenty of stories, right, where people have all the money that they could ever want, and they're miserable. And it's because money does not equal happiness. I truly do believe that. Now, I think we all naturally think that if I had more money to hire a cleaning lady or a personal chef or a great landscaper, then my life would be happier. 
but happiness is generated in a totally different dimension than money. And so I don't think we can even talk about them in the same sentence. Money gives us the opportunity to improve our lives. It allows us to spend our time creating value and worth, the non-monetary value and worth for ourselves and for others. For example, if you are a teacher and want to create an enhanced learning environment for your kids, that you teach with the latest technology, it's going to cost money. But the money will not buy the kids enhanced learning, just the opportunity to learn more if they wish. Another example, if I hire a house cleaner, the, ha the clean house will not bring me direct happiness, but it will create an environment where perhaps I want to create happy memories with family and friends if I choose. Do you see the difference? We are in charge of our own happiness, whatever situation we are in, but we are also in charge of constantly improving our situation situation, so we can increase value in the world that only we can produce. This is a huge thing that I'm learning. When looked at this way, money just becomes a tool in our arsenal of creating a life of value and worth. So the real take home for everybody this week is to stop making money the bad guy because things are hard or the ideal has to be reworked or we think it's supposed to bring us happiness and then it doesn't. I want you to go after that money, but I want you to go after it to use it as a tool to help you do your job of creating the value you were meant to put into the world. Do it to show others what is possible when they go after their dreams. And that includes your kids, right? So this dad is going after his dreams. What a great lesson for his kids. And it could be turned into a great learning opportunity if we're just a little bit flexible with it. Okay, friends, I hope you have a great week. I will see you next week. Get on that email list so you can get entered into the drawing for the book. And I will be back next week with another great podcast. All right. Bye-bye.